Have you ever thought that your man was broken? Well, you need to listen up because we're about to fix them. What is up, sapiosexuals? Thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with your girl, Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator. So the sex situation we're getting into today is all about erectile dysfunction. Actually, I'm lying. It's just really about men's health. And, you know, erections are part of men's health. And we're going to talk about their psychological health and how that contributes or takes away from their erections and their neurological health. And, you know, a lot about men's health. And, you know, I'm not a man. So I brought us a man in here to help us out. A real man who's done some real work on improving men's sexual health. Everybody, I'm so happy to introduce you to Brooke. Hazen, who has just written a book, You Are Not Broken, about his journey overcoming erectile dysfunction by addressing all these other areas of health. So, hey, hi, Brooke. Thanks so much for being here. So you wrote this book, You Are Not Broken. Why did you write a book about all of these issues that contribute to a man's ability to get an erection? What brought you into this? Well, honestly, I made a promise to God I would write this book. Uh, I, when I started my journey um, several years ago, I was experiencing sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction. Um, and you thought that was God's fault because you couldn't get an erection? So you not thought at God all. was no, punishing I was, you? <laughs> no, I, I was completely traumatized, depressed, confused. Um, I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to mainstream medical, uh, Western medical system for answers, and I couldn't get any answers. I was getting debilitating side effects from the misprescribed and misdiagnosed um, pharmaceutical EDs they were prescribing me for life with no real solution for how I could ever regain a vibrant sexual function again naturally without side effects, without pharmaceuticals. So you were in your 40s, like your late 40s, early 40s? It was just a few years ago, uh, my late 40s. I'm 50 now. Okay, looking good. So you were, in, <laughs> you were in your late 40s and you started having chronic erectile dysfunction? Yeah, it, it basically it's, um, it's called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. And this is where I could get aroused and have an erection to pornography, but not to a real live person in front of me, woman. Right, me, right. Like not unless she was acting like she was a porn star, right? Yeah. Act yeah. like a porn it, star. There's different levels. This is a real evolving addiction, so it's escalating. And so it really depends on at what point someone is addicted. So just to summarize, you were in your late 40s, you were having erectile dysfunction in situations that didn't involve you and porn, but in real life situations, you were having erectile dysfunction. You went to the regular doctor that we would all go to if we needed a COVID vaccine or something like that. And they gave you some medications and the medications did not work for you or you had side effects from the medications. Yes, both, because it was misprescribed. Western mainstream medicine can only prescribe pharmaceuticals and surgeries. They really don't have any curative and preventative natural healing modalities or solutions for anything. And so um, they were giving me ED medication that targets my cardiovascular system. When actually I've discovered what I have, what PIED is, porn-induced erectile dysfunction is, is a neurologically based form of erectile dysfunction. They're actually several different kinds of 
erectile dysfunction, medicine doesn't talk about neurology and having a healthy neurology is the key, the foundation for um, recovering sexual health as well as recovering um, relational health and also overall physical health. So let's talk about the different kinds of erectile dysfunction. So like you said, there's some people who just are out of shape. We know obesity, diabetes, that really can interfere with your erections, but you're not, you're very physically fit. So the medications that the doctors originally prescribed to you were really treating the cardiovascular issues that might contribute, but you didn't have any of those. No, it's time to completely review how you perceive erectile dysfunction, because we traditionally see it as an older man's issue. The fastest growing segment of ED taking place now is young men. You have to start visualizing 18-year-olds, 25-year-olds that are having ED, as well as anyone who has a brain. So this is also men and women. It's just that men have much higher rates of addiction. It's 80% Uh, weekly pornography use versus 26% for women. So you're talking about is a neurologically um, impaired sort of erectile dysfunction that you could only get turned on. Like your neurology just fired up when you saw porn, but in real life situations, it wasn't sending the messages to your brain to get excited. So sex cannot take place without healthy neurology. That's what sparks sex. And intimacy and sensuality, that whole spark is. And just in case some people haven't finished their GED yet, right? So neurology is brain, right? Yes, it is. It's our, our it's the brain. Uh, neurotransmitters. And particularly we're talking about dopamine, which uh, actually is dopamine is depleted in both the receptors and levels of dopamine to the same levels as in, in pornography, to the same levels as you experience in a morphine or cocaine addiction. That's what people don't realize. And Western medical system doesn't talk about neurology because they really don't have a system set up to address it. So what I'm doing is I'm empowering everyone listening and reading my book that there absolutely is a simple way to recover your erectile dysfunction, your sexual dysfunction, and also have healthy physical and and relational health as as, as well as spiritual health. When a man ejaculates, there's an intense process that takes place. And there's a two-week process of an intense refractory and period of, uh, period of replenishment that takes place where the body goes into lockdown mode, where it has to recover all those precious, most precious parts of our body to replace the sperm, because that's the main goal of our body and our brain is to replace the sperm. That's our vital essence. That's our life force. We're a, a single ejaculation can populate the entire United States. Of okay, America. I'm going to stop you for yeah. a second because you said something very funny. Like our sole <laughs> purpose is to make sperm of our brain and our bodies is to make sperm. So I, I for all the women out there listening, so for all the women listening, I'm telling you, they're not stupid. Okay, their brain just works differently. Okay, <laughs> they're not, but they are driven by their purpose, right? But neurologically, is the brain functioning? And I've always said the most important sex organ is the one in between our ears. Definitely the most important sex organ. And what I hear you saying is that's not only true for women, and it's definitely true for women, but it's also very true for men. And when men can injure their neurological system, if they watch too much porn, that is what's causing this 
erectile dysfunction, that's this porn induced erectile dysfunction, which is the fastest growing type of erectile dysfunction. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. Where have men gone to? Their brains, their neurology is completely devastated and checked out because it's a combination of, of pornography, of watching it, but also the semen release and that neurological deplenishing effect that happens where they'll experience uh, chronic uh, fatigue and uh, mood imbalance and a distancing that takes place. So the second form of ED is what I call an energetic form. It's actually physical, but it has to do with our sexual energy. So our sexual energy cannot be separated from our overall physical energy and our relational energy. And because it's all she energy, it's all life force within us. And when we just ejaculate perpetually and regularly, we're actually experiencing decreased chi sexual energy and overall energy levels. And so another way that we can recover a healthy sexual function is to just refrain from semen release. And so a lot of men go, oh my God, even women might say, what? Um, but the actual truth is, is that all we're doing is simply not releasing the semen. And because that's where you get this incredible refractory period that's so powerful. When men are actually ejaculating multiple times per day, or at least every day or every few days, they're getting overlapping cycles of dopamine crashes and an inability to really be present in the relationship. And so we can transmute this into our relationships too. That's really interesting because on average committed sexual couples tend to have sex about once a week. So many mm -hmm. people are shocked when they hear that. I'm like, no, about four times a month. That's what the average is. And that's pretty normal. And some people are like, oh, well, my guy wants to do it every other day. And my guy wants to do it like five times a week. But what I hear you saying is not only is that, no I know that's normal from the data, but it might actually be healthier for men not to have too much release. Is that correct? And then their sexual experiences that they do have can be more powerful. Absolutely. So basically, women, we all have an excuse to say no tonight if you don't want it. <laughs> Absolutely. And the reason sometimes you want to say no is because men are practicing a devolved form of sex. It's called mating brain. And we have bonding brain behaviors too that we can cultivate. But basically, they are just reacting solely to ejaculation. So it only lasts for like three to five minutes on average is what I believe the, uh, the timing has been on this. Uh, but uh, women are only just getting excited and warmed up. And then men are done. And so this actually recalibrates, equalizes the playing field to where not only can we have a more equal type of sexual relationship, but we can have a better enhanced, we can start focusing more on the whole process. It's a, it's a real dance instead of this just uh, single goal-driven act of trying to get to climax. Absolutely. I actually believe that climax is the culmination of desire. And one of the big keys that we're missing in our sexual relationships these days is desire. We're not actually taking the time to allow for desire to build and doing all of those things that naturally build desire before anyone ever has sex the first time. It's like yes, one, yes. and then it just becomes all about this orgasm, this orgasm, this orgasm. And that's actually, desire is over once you've had the climax. What Eastern traditions have done, Tao, uh, Karetsa, Tantra, is to uh, hardwire that mating desire we have, which is pretty impossible to actually get rid of and suppress entirely but they've been able to supplant it with the bonding behaviors, which is 
deep eye gazing, slow foreplay, listening, honoring, respecting the soul, the, the heart of that individual. So is this how you went about healing yourself? You went, you left Western medicine and then you, you investigated these other paths? I've always been holistically minded. I just, they're the only answers that, that America has right now in which I'm changing is mainstream for sexual dysfunction. And I'm saying, absolutely not. There's hundreds of thousands of people like me, men like me are embracing reality rather than virtual reality. Because what's happening is men are replacing their, their partners with pixels on the screen. And that's actually what's happening. Um, it's, a, it's a process of desensitization. So what would you suggest to people who have had the same experience as you? How did you find out what the root cause of your issues were and what did you do about it? How did you figure well, out how to get help? I found out the root cause for everything, both the neurologically based ED, the energetic based ED and the organic ED, which is what most people automatically assume ED is, but actually is probably the least amount of ED is organic. The Two primary, sim most simple things we can do is stop watching pornography and virtual dopamine addictive behaviors and practice semen retention. Relationally, practice uh, bonding behaviors in your relationship because they go hand in hand. This is all intertwined. Uh, people think that it's somehow magically isolated to just the genital pelvic region, but every our whole body organism is one beautiful orchestra. And it also intertwines, this healing intertwines with the healing of our relationships and with our own selves and with God. Right. Okay. So I love how you continue to bring God in this because a lot of people think, consider sex to be something that's sort of anti-spiritual. And I often bring up the argument, you know, if God didn't want sex to feel good. He could have made it like, oh, we shake hands. Oh no, I got pregnant. I shook his hand. I got pregnant or whatever people, I don't like to limit people's definition of the higher power to God. So whatever people think of as their higher power, um, whoever created sexual experience decided that, you know, women should have an orgasm and, you know, there's no other biological function for an orgasm other than pleasure. You can get pregnant. You can live your whole life without an orgasm. Nothing's going to happen to you, um, yeah. negatively yeah. as a result of that other than lack of pleasure. But so we know God or whoever people believe is their higher power wanted sex. To me, that's evidence. A woman's orgasm is scientific evidence that the creator wanted sex to feel good because that's uh -huh. the only reason why a woman has an orgasm. There's no other biological purpose for it. Uh -huh. So how do you navigate through this? Can you speak just a little bit about how, how your relationship with God has helped you along this journey and motivated you to want to share your experiences and more importantly, what you've learned about the different healing mechanisms. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I don't want to sound, I'm not being dogmatic, but, um, what I believe is, uh, I know God will do that. I was going to go right? two when different you talk about ways. God and sex. <laughs> I know God and sex is just, I was just yeah, interested no, in how okay. God, I feel like my purpose in life is to help people have healthier sexual relationships. I don't know why I got chosen, but I feel like that really is my purpose. It just seems like God, your relationship with God is one of the strong motivating factors that is leading you or motivating you to want to change the world or change the way that men think about themselves with erectile dysfunction or the way that 
people think about erectile dysfunction. And so I think it's interesting that you have a sexual healing approach or a healing approach for a very common sex problem. And God is a big motivator in, in, in your drive to spread this. Yes. So my journey was a beautiful, beautiful journey. God gave me a healing miracle when I had no answers. And it was that letting go that actually allowed the healing to take place because our bodies, our cells have an innate intelligence within it that knows how to restore perfect balance. And so where God first led me, which I think was no coincidence, was your brain on porn website and discovering how to regain healthy neurology. Because when you have a healthy neurology, nothing's impossible. Your life transforms on every level. That's why I say it ties into relationships and into our overall physical health. Because think about it, if, if men right now are completely depleted to the point where it's, an, it's a major addictive crisis, and how is that person gonna be able to expand in relationship and physically? and spiritually, emotionally? How are they gonna be available and connective when they're just simply grappling with the debilitating effects of this addiction? Right, right. Because I also believe, I like what you said, I also believe God does want us to have a good sex, a good time when we're, if you're gonna have sex, well, yeah. might as well be good, right? Well, I wanna to speak to that. <laughs> you know, holding on to my, my most precious resource, which is my chi sexual energy, it's my semen, it's my golden nectar. And so I hold on to that and I transmute it into my growth in all areas of life. My physical health has transformed and my mental, my emotional, psychological, my relational, and my spiritual health have all completely transformed beyond my wildest dreams that I never could imagine when all of God's light was being blocked that whole time by my perpetual addiction to dopamine and ejaculation. Wow. And I agree with you um, as well, that this is a really big problem that we're having with all of the young men. Now we um, are one of our urologists here at the medical school where I worked recently came to me and was like, I just gave a 29 year old, you know, Cialis. He's like, this guy doesn't need it. He needs to change his lifestyle. He needs to get some sleep. He needs to stop drinking so much, you know? So it's become commonplace to give such a low dose of erectile dysfunction drugs. That is, is to help people's mental, to help them think, okay, now I have this. Now I can perform, you know, to disempower a young man at that age. What, come on, really, are you going to prescribe this, this young man? ED medication for 80 years? Right. I mean, this is absolutely ludicrous. And big pharma and, you know, the Western mainstream medicine are misdiagnosing and misprescribing. And that's why I wrote this book, why God had me out here on this podcast and write this book. I didn't know I was going to be an author or a podcaster. I didn't know that three years ago. I didn't even know I'd have healthy sexual health again. And I did. And I promised God I'd write this book when I regained it. I made that promise and I fulfilled it. That's awesome. You know, I've met quite a few people who are in healthy sexual relationships today. And it all started with a promise to God when they were in a bad situation. (laughs) And people don't realize, you know, you're in a bad situation. And you're like, okay, God, if you help me get out of this, um, (laughs) you know, lead me, guide me. I can guarantee that if people follow the healing modalities I recommend in my book, they will experience massive transformation just like I did. 
because this is experiential. It's based on research, firsthand scientific studies. Now we can blaze our own trail based on holistic health where we can cure and prevent on every level, body, mind, and soul. Oh, and I'm here for it. And I will be number two in your coalition to get the porn companies to pay for everybody to get your book. Okay? I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right, guys. So are you guys ready for the climax where I give you a little, little something to remember about Brooke Hazen before you go buy his book, You Are Not Broken. Step one, stop the porn. The porn is causing the most erectile dysfunction these days, and it's happening to younger and younger men. We have got to stop normalizing porn. Two, stop the semen release. We are not supposed to be releasing semen every day or five times a day. And Brooke Hazen's book is going to tell you a little bit about the refractory period. If you can wait a week or two between releasing your semen, your sexual experiences will be transformed in a good way. And three, practice bonding behaviors in your relationship. I honestly believe this is going to help you increase the level of desire in your relationship. And the last step is you got to go out and get Brooke's book. Brooke Haven's book, You Are Not Broken, and it's your guide to holistically healing erectile dysfunction, the root causes of it, and the path towards developing daily behaviors and habits in your life that really support optimal sexual satisfaction. Did I get all that right, Brooke? Absolutely. You hit that right on. Awesome. You guys know I'm Dr. Sanjaya, and that's the nitty gritty on erectile dysfunction and healing it naturally. For your daily dose of Nookie knowledge, check me out on all the social media networks. That's Dr. Sanjaya, D-R-S-O-N-J-I-A on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Come on, guys, let's link up. You guys, I had so much fun chatting with you and author Brooke Hazen about erectile dysfunction, and I cannot wait to do it again next time at Sex and South Beach, where everyone comes for happier, healthier sex. I love, love, love when people email me their sex questions, and I always want you to know I will honor your confidentiality and answer your question on the air. (laughs) If you have a sex question that you want answered in a future show, simply email me at S-O-N-J-I-A at D-R-S-O-N-J-I-A, that's Sanjaya at DrSanjaya.com, and I will do my best to answer it for you.